Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. This is The Rich Eisen Show. There's a certain limp I have today. Like the rest of Jets Nation, because the football gods just won't stop <laughs> kicking us in the nards. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. It's tough to see because there's no chance on this planet that Aaron Rodgers should come back this year. Earlier on the show, Pro Football Hall of Famer Kurt Warner, ATP Tour player and Tennis Channel analyst Nick Kyrgios. Coming up, Pro Football Hall of Famer Barry Sanders. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show. We're on the air here on the Roku channel. Free on all Roku devices. Select Samsung Smart TV, Amazon Fire TVs. We're free on the Roku app because the Roku channel's free on it. RokuChannel.com for all of you internet freaks out there that want to watch us that way. I don't mean to say freaks. Um, Shout out to my freaks out there. <laughs> Big Papa Pump is your hookup. <laughs> holla, if you holla, hear me. Excuse me. May I take this show <laughs> back for a moment? I mean, you we said say hello to terrestrial go, radio audience. We say hello to Sirius XM Odyssey and more. Fun show so far. Kurt Warner, hour number one. Hour number two, Nick Kyrgios was in studio. That was awesome. Uh, the, uh, of uh, the tennis tour, men's tennis tour. He's, um, um, you guys brought up that I have said I could get a point off of Carlos Alcaraz. Great job to you, TJ, because I had forgotten that, and I'm glad we were able to slip that in for the last couple minutes. Donkey! (laughs) I was just wondering. We had a pro here. I was wondering, what are you doing? We're going to make this happen. Apparently he left saying that he would make it happen. I'm like, okay, when Alcaraz comes to Los Angeles, he'll know, and then I will get out there and play play two sets out of of three. (laughs) Yeah, we'll do it. Out of three, we'll got to speak into existence. Yeah, I'll force a third it, set. Do it, Rich. You got this, man. <laughs> You're going to you force this. a Thank third set. You don't believe it. You got this. Um, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers have made a change at offensive coordinator that the Steelers fan base has been begging for for some time. Pleading. They saw the writing on the wall. They saw it as inevitable. Tomlin did not, and then today it became um, official. Later on in this hour, we'll hear from Mike Tomlin on that subject matter. And Tom Brady says the NFL product is mediocre. I'll give you my two cents on that. Kind of hit on that with Kurt Warner in hour number one. Barry Sanders about to join us as well. About that. But I have not given my two cents on the Kansas City Chiefs loss last night. Because as you know, around these parts, we like to talk about the teams that win first. Sometimes the teams that lose first always get the attention. And sometimes that happens here. Certainly when it's the Cowboys. <laughs> but, or the Jets. Why do you say it like that? Though? Or the Jets. <laughs> See, I'll throw myself in that mix, too. Settle uh, down just a little bit. That said, <laughs> um, I, I, I want to hit the Chiefs here. 
because narratives, 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 narratives. It's so funny, even Mike McDaniel going into the Chiefs-Dolphins game in Germany said, I understand, we lose, we officially are that team that can't beat anybody. We win, and suddenly, you know, we've got a chance to win the Super Bowl, which we feel is the case now, and we will feel is the case even if we lose. But I understand what the narratives are and what they are not. And the narratives... Number The number one narrative that has roosted on Kansas City ever since Tyreek Hill put up the deuces and said, I'm leaving Kansas City, I want out. And Kansas City says, there's the door, and we will take some draft choices. And you will go to Miami. Fine. Sold. Ever since that day, the narrative is just you watch Mahomes and the Chiefs die on the vine because their big playability just deuced out the door going to Miami. Just you watch. They will die on the vine because their passing game won't be nearly as fearful for opponents. And then they went out and won the Super Bowl anyway. So you take that narrative and flush it down the toilet. But uh, just like the goldfish, sometimes it takes a couple flushes. (laughs) Right? And (laughs) I'm a parent. Um, so that narrative has not been flushed even by Lombardi, even winning it all. It's just like, okay, now, now, like who is it outside of Kelsey? Who is it? And then Kadarius Tony in game one turned into Kadarius scissor hands and, and, and that narrative roosted. And then the Chiefs started winning games. Did they not? until they lost in Denver and Mahomes lost a division game for the first time ever on the road. And he's now the quarterback of a team that can't do it because of offensively can't do it. And then they beat the Dolphins with a defensive touchdown and everything like that. And now they come off the bye and last night happens. And the last drive is a perfect example. A first down grab to bring up a fourth down because he dropped it. I mean, it's uh, his guy, Kelsey, in the hands, right? Ooh. But yeah. on fourth down, who does he look for? Hits him right in the gut with the ball, first down, Travis Kelsey. And then, then comes... A do or die, it seemed, because it was a second down play and time's running out and he goes up top for Marquez Valdez Scantling. That was a dime. Who gets behind the defense and hits him directly in the hands Mm. on the one-yard line. And Scantling, you know, didn't run through it, thought he couldn't run through it. However you want to put it, was it a little too far for him to run through it? Because he left his feet and he couldn't catch it. The next play winds up with an intentional grounding to bring up fourth and forever. Definitely end of the game, right? Definitely not going to convert fourth and 25, but it's Mahomes who hits Justin Watson directly in the hands with what would have been a conversion on 4th and 25. Oh, man. Could you imagine if the game had continued off of that? Mm-hmm. 
time was winding down. They were out of timeouts, but it still would have been an amazing conversion and then giving the general sense of, uh uh-oh. So there's your narrative. There's your narrative. Forget about the fact that Mahomes threw a red zone interception or the fact that Kelsey committed a red zone turnover. But because of that last turnover by Kelsey in the red zone, now comes, this is not a narrative, because narratives you can argue about, about how valid is it. They won a championship last year without Tyreek Hill, without, with, with Valdez Scantling. And what, you've did, now you just put Justin Watson and Kadarius Toney in the role of Juju Smith-Schuster, who wasn't lighting up too many fires for this team? This kid, Rasheed Rice, can make some moves. So that's a narrative talking about how it's going to really work or not. And the fact that they drop these balls and the receivers are a little less than, this is not a narrative. This is a fact. This is a trend. This is something the Chiefs have to deal with that is concerning. Did you know they have now gone scoreless in the second half of three consecutive ball games? And it's not just the last three games. It's the entire football season after halftime they have averaged in the second half this season 5.3 points per second half that is dfl as the kids say in the nfl just five touchdowns after halftime that's tied for last in the nfl the three times that they've been shut out in a row that's Tied for last just overall. The last three weeks gives them three scoreless second halves. That's tied for last for the entire season. And here's the problem. You don't want to be associated with the other teams that you're tied for last with. The only other teams that have gone scoreless after halftime three times this year are the Giants and the Cardinals. And the only team that has five touchdowns after halftime this year other than the Chiefs are the Jets. You don't want to be associated with this. This has been a season-long issue. I don't know how to fix it. And to Kansas City's credit, they've scored in the first half. They've had significant first halves. And the defense has made it stand up seven times out of ten. That's a fact. So that's the concern for me for the Chiefs so far. Is it possible because their receivers are less than? Sure. But this is the stuff like Andy Reid should be and Mahomes should be dissecting what's going on in the first half and figure it out for the second half and adjust. There's been zero adjustment. Everyone's been adjusting to them. And in the case of last night, the Eagles adjusted the scoreboard at the same time. Patrick Mahomes on this very subject matter after last night's loss? Um, I mean, I don't have any concern because I'm going to do whatever I can to, to play the best football I can. I know the other guys are going to do the same. And um, if you have concern, um, then you don't win football games. And so I believe in the guys that we have in the locker room. Um, and we'll come to, wor- the, to work with that mentality if we're going to find a way to fix it. To his credit, he just he's, – he's the best, man. To his credit, he's – He's not calling anybody out. He's just like, I believe in the guys. You don't see the body language at all. And even poor Patrick Mahomes, too. A very viral video I saw on the old X machine last night and everywhere else. 
Uh, I guess he took off his headband or his wristband, flipped it to a fan in the stands, and they dropped that, <laughs> dropped too. Yeah. Yep. So it was an epidemic. <laughs> now, here's the good part. I'll channel my inner Mahomes. I believe in them, too. That kid Pacheco's a real stud. Kelsey's a stud. Okay? Mahomes is a stud. I like this Rasheed Rice kid. Let's find him a little bit more, man. Sky Moore has disappeared off the planet. I don't know what's up with that. But here's what I also like about it. Put up their schedule, if you do not mind, from here on out. Tell me where the losses are. Please, tell me. Where you're like, "Uh uh-oh. Tell me where they are. At Vegas? Mm -hmm. Where they've never lost? Um, Maybe because they're they're playing out of their skulls a little bit. At Green Bay? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Eh. All right. Home for Buffalo? You think yeah. the Bills? Okay, yeah, maybe. You've been, you've been, you've been the king. You've been the king of the Bills or less than. Well, we're how talking, many, how we're, many overreaction Monday well, we're subject matters are Chiefs. like they're going to miss? Well, the we're talking about the Chiefs right now. Okay, that's, that's a, a possibility, and that's a tough game sure. at New England on a Monday night. Uh, I mean, no. Home for Vegas uh, on a on on Christmas Day. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, home for Cincinnati with Jake Browning coming in. Could be. Okay, Joe Burrow. And then, see, and then, okay, Browning, uh, here's what I say. That's six and one at the worst. Six and one at the worst. Yep. Write it down. Well, I'll take that. Okay. 13 and 4 at the worst. I got it. 12 13 and 13 4 at the even, worst. Even even how about this? I'll even go I'll give you another one. Maybe 12 char- and 5 at the worst. Maybe the Chargers. They win the division. They win the division. Who's going to have 13 wins? The the Ravens? The Ravens? Guess you know who needs to you know needs to have 13 wins to make it cash? The Dolphins. Because the Chiefs have beaten them. Who's going to have 13 wins? Houston, Jacksonville? No. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Everybody just take a beat. And a breath. Ooh, and, the, and the receivers, catch the football, man. Catch it. Easy for me to say. But all I'm just saying, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Everyone thinks, okay, what, they're, they're, they can be had now? Okay. Someone's going to have to have them in Arrowhead. I don't think, they're not a wild card team. They're not starting wild card weekend on the road. Is it possible that they start the wild card weekend at home? Yeah. What about because somebody's team? gotten the one seed, then, then that team's going to have to win. Okay, because Mahomes might have two home games and then maybe, maybe have to go and win an AFC championship game on the road in his first ever road playoff game. Maybe. That's the way I'm looking at it right now. Everybody just oosah. But that was a tough one last night because they had it. Yeah. They had it. Now, before we get to Barry Sanders, I want to hit Tom Brady a little bit here. On our friend Stephen A. Smith's show. Okay. Um, This was Tom Brady telling Stephen A., about the current version of football that he is seeing on his television sets post-Brady era in the NFL. I think there's a lot of mediocrity in today's NFL. I don't see the excellence that I saw in the past. Why not? Why not? I think the coaching isn't as as good as it was. I don't think the development of young players is as good as it was. The rules have allowed a lot of bad habits to get into the actual performance of the game. Mm -hmm. So I just think the product, in my opinion is less than what it's been. I think I look at a lot of players like Ray Lewis and Rodney Harrison and Ronnie Lott and guys that impacted the game in in a certain way. And every hit they would have made would have been a penalty. Mm. You hear coaches complaining about their own player being tackled and not necessarily, why don't they talk to their player about how to protect himself? We used to work on the fundamentals of those things all the time. Now they're trying to be regulated all the time. Offensive players need to protect themselves. It's not up to a defensive player to protect offensive player. A defensive player needs to protect himself. I didn't throw the ball to certain areas because I was afraid players were going to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. 
That's the reality. Wow. I didn't throw it to the middle when I played Ray Lewis because you knock him out of the game, and I couldn't afford to lose a good player. Tom Brady. Now, you could sit here and go, okay, Tom, you're the GOAT. Of course, everyone's going to be mediocre. And you were coached by Bill Belichick. Of course, the other coaching is not going to be as good. Fine. Say that. Tom Brady, and I'm saying this as the host of NFL Network, and my job is to make sure you as a fan uh, love the NFL, hear about the NFL, watch the NFL. That is my job, right? But I'm also somebody there as well as here shooting you straight. Tom Brady is 100% accurate when he says this. 100% accurate. Now then, who's to blame for it? Well, here's the deal. In terms of developing players, you cannot, once the Super Bowl ends, okay, have a player in your facility in a spot, you can't even have contact with them, right, until off-season work. You can't have them in the building until the off-season workout program begins in April. That's new. When NFL Network first started, you could have players in, right, around the clock, and all of these mandatory, not mandatory, but really mandatory things, <laughs> right? Right. And, and it was insane. It was. Coaches were just like, you're not here. You're not believing in the program. You're not doing everything you need to do to win here. But coach, it's not mandatory. Well, says the rules technically, but why aren't you here? Or then the coach is basically saying, well, you know, I'm only talking about the guys who are here. It'd be great to have these other guys here. They would kind of shame these players. And I think the Players Association kind of had enough of that and got in a collective bargaining agreement, negotiation. Hey, we want to codify that you can't make stuff mandatory that is voluntary. Okay. If it's voluntary, that's it. Don't like, you know, denigrate players or downgrade players on a roster because they're you you take their lack of presence to be their lack of interest in getting better. And I believe the owners were like, how much money is that going to cost us? Oh, not that much? Sold. We'll take something in the collective bargaining agreement that actually is monetary that's to our favor. You want quality of life stuff? Yeah, we're all for it. <laughs> and the problem is, though, is that takes the ability to develop players down a notch. And then when you do have the players in your building, do you have time to teach them technique? Do you have time to teach them how to get better? Do you have the time to give them reps? Nope, you don't. You don't. You're taking away from the first teamers that you have in the building as well. That's a problem. I remember, again, in London, Tennessee Titans against the Ravens. I asked Mike Vrabel in the production meeting before the game, hey, how's Will Levis doing? And his answer was, that. I don't know. Like, I mean, we don't really have much time to give him reps. You know, that's the way it works. I don't know. I don't know how ready he would be. Had no idea when I asked him that question, Will Levis would be his next starting quarterback because Tannehill got hurt in that game. And that's the other issue is that when quarterbacks get hurt and they go down, the backups are thoroughly unready to be as good as the starting quarterback. Can, can Will Levis look good in his first game? Yeah. Three games in, will he get his ass beat? Yeah. Because it's going to be up and down. He's a rookie. He's really talented. Can he start off like C.J. Stroud? It's a rarity. And the problem is, with the salary cap the way it is, 
the veteran, the, the Joe Flacco's are being signed at the emergency after three guys are down and put on a on a on a commercial airline to be signed to a practice squad instead of being right ready to throw in a game. And he's a Super Bowl winner. He's on his couch because you're trying to get the young kids on your staff. Right. And I understand, you know, Flacco doesn't fit what they run for Deshaun Watson in the same way that DTR or PJ Walker does. But neither of those guys have the experience of a guy who won a Super Bowl MVP. And the number of rookie quarterbacks that are starting this year, it's insane. There are going to be at the end of this week, 52 different starting quarterbacks this year. And two of them are starting their first games ever. They're not rookies in Tim Boyle and Jake Browning, but they're starting their first games. Well, Boyle started, my bad, pardon me. Boyle has started before, but Browning hasn't started either at all. Ten quarterbacks are going to make their, uh, this year, Browning will be a 10th quarterback to make their first career start, the fifth most entering Week 12 since 1950. There have been eight rookie quarterbacks this year with at least two starts, second most in a season since 1950. The only season there was more was 2019 when there were nine. It's happening more and more. Look, last year, 2022, the most different starting quarterbacks this year, and to just bring it all full circle – some of these guys don't know if you're throwing your receiver into a defense where the receiver's going to get blown up. You're going to lose your receiver. You don't know what you're doing. The level of play is going to look worse, more mediocre, and the defender is going to get popped for hitting the, de- the receiver in a defenseless position, but the receiver shouldn't have been put in that position because the quarterback should know better, but the quarterback is not developed well enough. And the other reason, because the NFL has totally gotten out of the spring football business. They should tell The Rock, go ahead. Take some of our quarterbacks. Give them some reps. Kurt Warner in hour one said he would not have been ready to win for the Rams in 99 if he wasn't an Amsterdam Admiral or an Arena League quarterback. And he's in the Hall of Fame now. How many Hall of Famers are we missing out on? Because the NFL is like, yeah, it's too expensive to have teams in Europe, but let's send games over there with quarterbacks who aren't ready. Like, if I'm an owner in the NFL, I'm like, how much does it cost to start developing these guys? Because I want these guys to come off the bench ready. I don't want my season to be over. Because more often than not, if you put that up again one more time, the number of different starting quarterbacks, you're going to see your team is going to have, it's going to happen to you. 68 different starters last year. That's what Brady's talking about. Quarterbacks who are unready, coming into games, throwing receivers into spots. Defenders, you know, are are like, where do I hit these guys? I don't know. I'm getting fined. I'm getting flagged. And, you know, game stops, flag on the field. I'm sitting at home saying, what the hell's happening? And that's what Brady means by mediocre. If I'm an owner, I'm like, let's develop these guys. Let's take a break. Barry Sanders, when we come back. We start and turn the page to Thanksgiving football. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. 
Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Love this guy. And I'm so excited. He's got a new documentary on Prime Video. He is Barry Sanders. How are you, Barry? Hey there, Rich. I'm real good, man. What are you up to? What am I up to? I don't know. Thanksgiving. Talking about the Lions <laughs> killing it. Um, what else? Lots to talk about. Oh, Lots yeah. to talk about. Oh, oh, yeah. And I like turning on Prime Video and watching uh, documentaries of you. You know, like that's what I'm up to. So, you know. And by the way, I like the, I like the title, Bye Bye Barry, because obviously everyone talks about the way you left the game. But it also is like waving goodbye to you as you, you know, pirouette and zoom past people on the field. You know what I mean? Right, right. It has kind of that, that double meaning to it. Yes. Absolutely. I like no, it. No, I like that. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Um, why, why did you, you always do. <laughs> why did you uh, say yes to this? What, what, what made you want to do something like this, Barry? Um, for me, I think the timing was right. I, I think, um, you know, we've been discussing it for a few years now and then, you know, NFL films and, and, um, and Prime Video, you know, kind of really wanted to get behind it. Um, you know, they wanted to put the effort into it and and uh, really make it happen. You know, and and for me, the timing was right. I mean, I I, you know, was felt like I could set aside the time to to be able to really get into the story, um, to be able to devote um, effort and energy into it. Um, and so and so that that's really how um, how it ended up coming about and why. Why here and why now? What are people going to learn about you that they are maybe already didn't know, Barry? What do you think on that front? I think I think they'll I think they'll learn that this is really um, a thank you to a lot of those people that uh, not just my dad um, but others, you know, coaches and and um, people like that that really helped me get to where I I am. Um, and uh, you know, some of the storylines and uh, you know involved in. You know, and me um, not being heavily recruited, and and um, and you know going to Oklahoma State and playing behind Thurman Thomas, and and um, ending up in Detroit, um, you know, and just uh, things like that. And then you know, probably, I think one of the, one of the things they'll learn, um, you know, is me going to London and sort of drama around um, when I retired. Um, you know, so, um, so yeah, I think, I think there's a, a few things that I'll, I'll shed light on and that fans, fans may learn. When's the first time you knew you had a special ability on the football field, Barry? When was that? That's a, that's a tough question, Rich. Um, because I felt like, I felt like I always had that chip that I was trying to prove something, you know? And so it would have been, I think it would have been late. It would have probably been. Uh, somewhere in college, um, you know, the first kind of national recognition I received was being an all, All-American kick returner as a sophomore 
uh, and, and, you know, being um, sort of Thurman's backup, um, that was a kind of a landmark year for me where I, I at least, uh, I at least, you know, caught the attention of some national publications you know, I was Bob Hope, um, All-American, you know, um, you know, kick returner. Um, and so, I, you know, I just caught the attention of, of, you know, football fans and that kind of thing. And so it would have it probably been around then. Okay. And uh, have you ever watched a, a piece of film of yourself and even marveled at what you did? Where you're like, damn, I did that. Never happened? <laughs> no? Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's a tough question. Because I only ask those, Barry. I only I ask know, I those. See, I see. I see. <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know who you've been talking to all day, Barry. But this is the way I work. You know what I mean? Not to. I should have known that. I should have already known that. You know. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, well, this is the thing. You know, when obviously when, you know, when um, you're playing, you don't you don't get a chance to see how you know, plays kind of shape up and everything that's going on within the play. Um, you know, so it's not until you go back and you watch the film and you see sort of everything that happened, um, you know, but yeah, there's some, there's some times where you're surprised, um, you know, you're surprised at some of the things you're, you know, you're able to do on a, on a certain run or in, in a given play. Yes. Okay. And uh, who's the one that you couldn't juke? Give me one. Who's the who's one the, that I, you could not juke the player that you could not pull a Barry Sanders move on and get past? He, would, he wouldn't wouldn't go for it, huh? The guy he would who's not that? go for the juke. Correct. Give me that guy, <laughs> Barry. Give me that person. Who is that wow. person? You know what? I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go back and study some film, Rich, because because <laughs> mm. that person doesn't leap to mind, does it, I got, Barry? I got some homework. You telling me I got some homework to do? It sounds like okay. You know, all right. So I then, have some homework to do. So then, who's the guy that you you thought about before you went into the game? Who's the one guy in your career where you're just like, okay, I see that guy in the hole. I'm gonna have to put my A plus plus Barry Sanders move on that cat. Well, who's I mean, one? you know, my my first game was against the uh, the Cardinals here at home. The next week uh, of my rookie year, we we go to the Meadowlands play the Giants. Uh-huh. I think you know. I mean, number fifty six <laughs> for the Giants at that time. You know, I I couldn't get him out of my my head. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, we we I I did end up surviving that game, but they had. <laughs> You know, this was this was '89, so hmm. you know it was um, it was LT, it was Harry Carson, it was Carl Banks, it was a lot of those guys. Man, um, you know, I, I forgot which year they they won it around that same time. Um, they won the the, the Super Bowl. Yep. Um, but um, but uh, but obviously, Coach Parcells was there. Phil Sims was there. I mean, they had so many guys, um, Hall of Famer type players there. Um, so. So yeah, that's that's one game I remember where I'm playing against, you know, historic great player that I was definitely thinking about, um, you know, and and so yeah. So yeah, did LT say anything to you that day about rookie? Did he talk to you? Did he did he bark at you? He actually did. What yeah, did he, he actually did. He, we got? after the game because because we were we were um, we were running the run and shoot offense, um, you know, and and he came up after the game and he said, "Man, they need to get you a fullback." You know, if, 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 um, you know, you guys would be unstoppable, you know, or something, something to that effect, you guys would be unstoppable if, if you had a fullback. And, uh, <laughs> and, 
And I, I was just, I was just shocked that he, he came up to me after that and, and said that, um, you know, um, it was a big honor. It's something I always remember. And uh, yeah, so LT came up to me after the game and, and, and those were his words. You're also the first of two Sanders taken in the top five of that draft, Barry, right? Yeah. You ever talk to, yes. D- you ever talk to prime about him going after you? Anything like that? Any conversations ever have with Oh no! I mean, I've I've talked to him a lot. We we haven't really, you know, we haven't. I know I knew he had expressed that he didn't want to come to Detroit um, at that time. You know, he he had expressed that, um, and that, that's 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 well documented. I'm I'm glad things worked out the way they did. Yes. Um, you know, and uh, Detroit, the, the perfect place for me. Um, obviously, Dion's phenomenal. Um, you know, in all world back then, you know, and, and he knew it. Um, and just all world football player, all world, uh, athlete. Um, you know, so, uh, so yeah, so yeah, we, we've had a few conversations. I'll be straight up with you though, Barry. I mean, you know, Detroit, obviously, um, me being a Wolverine, I'm, I'm very partial to partial to the state and the area. And I know what you meant to that town and, you know, and I, and, and I know what you still mean to them and what they're doing right now and how you're, you know, you're, you're into it, but do you, for you to say that Detroit was perfect for you, do you think if you were drafted somewhere else, you'd have played past the age of 31 that you wouldn't have been in a situation where you thought about retiring, Barry? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think um, I think for me, I mean, it's hard to believe that it could have could have been much better, um, in, you know, individually. Um you know, I don't know. Um, you know what 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 would have it have been like? You know, to go to play in Dallas, you know, or, or to play in San Francisco at that time. Um, the only real other realistic place would have been Green Bay. Yep. You know, they had they had the number two pick, and they they chose Tony Mandrich. Um, <laughs> you know, and so that that would have been interesting. Yeah. You know, it, it could have been interesting. <laughs> um, but. Uh, and, you know, of course, you know, we were in the same division. Uh, we are in the same division and were back then. Yep. Um, so a lot of battles with them, um, you know, so it's, but it's hard. So it's, it's hard for me to even imagine, you know, um, playing for such a, such a arch rival uh, like they are, yeah. you know, uh, which, um, which uh, I believe we have, I believe we have them coming up this week. For yes, Thanksgiving, you do. Right? Not to get, Look at not you to trying to change the subject. <laughs> no, I will no. not let you out of my tackle, Barry. <laughs> Come on. You can keep, you can make your move on me, but no, in, in, in all seriousness though, you could have been around for Favre. You know what I mean? Like you could have been there right? for, right. you could have been there and, you know, Reggie White shows up and Favre, Reggie White. No, it could have, it could have been, that could have been a good situation. No, I won't, I won't lie. It could have been a good situation. I mean, you know, Coach Holmgren, he, he liked to run the ball. You know, Coach Holmgren, they, yeah. they had a good balanced attack. You know, Sterling Sharp and those guys. No, yeah, it was, that was, you know, honestly, that was, that was, a, they, I, and, and, you know, obviously I had a front row seat to seeing them construct that Super Bowl team uh, that went on a, you know, they won one Super Bowl and they went to another one back to back. So, so yeah, no, that could have been, it could have been interesting for sure. Barry Sanders here on the Rich Eisen Show. Last one for you on that, and then we'll talk about the here and now. Again, the documentary, a must-see Bye-Bye Barry on Prime Video, available right here on Roku. Um, so did did anyone try to talk you out of retiring, Barry? Um, I would say yes. I would say, 
Who did? Uh, Who did? First being my dad, you know, my dad, my dad uh, didn't think it was a great idea. He was, you know, he's definitely mad at me for a while, Hmm. Um, you know, and, and uh, being a, you know, the big football fan that he was, um, you know, and a few, a few other folks, um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, you know, we I, I know we got a few calls from some teams back then, you know, to see if they want to work out a trade, that kind of stuff. Um, but you weren't interested. You know, no, I, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. Why? Um, Why, man? Why? <laughs> Why? Why, man? What, what, what was I not interested in? Uh, you know what? I mean, there, were, there was there was no guarantees. I, I think I was just at that point in my life, Rich, you know. As a as a thirty one year old um, over the hill running back, yeah, right. You know, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, right. But no, but aside from being over the hill part comment, but yeah, I was I was at that point where yeah, I just um, I had I had made the decision. I felt good about it. Um, you know, I was looking forward to, you know, looking forward to, um, you know, what was next. Um, you know, and I had, you know, I had great memories and, 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 uh, that kind of thing of, of what I had, you know, been in Detroit and, and that sort of thing. And so, and so, yeah. And so, yeah, I was just at that point in life where, where I was moving on. All right. Before I let you go here, um, you could play for Dan Campbell, right? Right. That guy, right. Absolutely. What would that be like? What do you think that would have been like Barry Sanders playing for Dan Campbell? Barry. Well, I think it would have been awesome. I think it would yeah. have been awesome, man. I mean, the way he has these guys playing, and and especially uh, especially with this current offensive line, Rich. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, um, but right. But aside from that, but aside from that, you know, he he um, he certainly has instilled uh, certain expectations, a certain standard that he expects from the guys. Um, you know, we we've seen things building to this point with this team. Um, you know, you go into Green Bay last year, you know, and knock them out of the playoffs um, and really play like you're the team that has something to play for. Uh, you come back this season, um, they they go into um, Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. Um, and it's just um, even and, and from there, you know, you fast forward to today, you know, they they had a great game where they could have easily lost that game with, with the turnovers that they had and pulled it out. Um, they're just playing like a very mature, well-coached, disciplined team um, that uh, that really are you know have learned to win. Um, they're leading the, the division. Um, you know, you, you know, you look at Philly. Maybe Philly's the Philly's the favorite. You look at the Cowboys. You look at the Niners. The, the Lions are in that conversation. Um, they are. You know, we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but they're in that conversation, and and, and the fans are are are, are thrilled that they've uh, played up to their potential and and there's a lot more for this team to do this season. You're not lying, Barry. I mean, you know, you know all about the restore the roar projects and how long it's been going and it just feels different. You know, it just feels, this one feels different. Um, Do you know the last time the Lions had eight wins going into Thanksgiving? Do you know when that was? No, I could tell you, you played 1991. That was the last time they had eight wins going into Thanksgiving. It was also the last time the Lions won a playoff game in that season as well. That's how long it has been. And it just feels different, Barry. It just really does. And you mentioned, no, it the, is different. you know, right. It is different. 
Yeah, for sure. It is different. And uh, and these you, you look at the way this this roster is constructed, um, just um, how well these guys are playing. And a lot of these guys aren't even in their haven't even touched their prime, um, you know, and, and uh, it, it is different. And I know they have I know they have this team has expectations of their own. Um, that's well beyond just the playoffs, um, you know, and, and uh, you look at uh, just how they're playing and, and the fight, but the fans deserve it. You know, they, we, they, we, we feel like we've waited long enough. Um, and, and um, you know, we know that this team has great potential written all over it and, and they're fulfilling that uh, to this point in the season. You know, it's kind of funny, Barry, you know, I, I, I was mentioning in, in our meeting on NFL network over the weekend that, Hey, you know, if the lions beat the bears, They'll have eight wins going into Thanksgiving, you know, and I said the same thing. Do you know when the last time that was? And Michael Irvin was interested in the answer until I told him when it was. Why do you think <laughs> why do you think Michael wasn't interested in hearing about nineteen ninety one, Barry? I have a I have a really good idea because he he was part of that Dallas team. Yeah, I, I remember mm-hmm. that. You that know? you beat. I remember that. You, you took him out. Yeah. You took him out. We we did, but he went on to win, I think, three Super Bowls <laughs> in the did. next four or five years. You helped that. build the character for him, Barry. You helped build the character. You know what I mean? That's what you did. When, when you see Mike, tell him uh, he's very welcome, man. He's very welcome. <laughs> I will do that. And and what last one is, what did you learn about yourself uh, or your story from this documentary, watching it? What did you learn? Oh, wow. I think... Maybe how many, I think um, just that, you know, there seems to be a lot of interest in uh, oh, yeah. in that decision that I made um, all those years later and that, that um, you know, people um, people still have that sort of interest in it and, and there's intrigue about just my story in general, um, you know, and, and um, you know, so, so. I guess that would be one thing that I, I guess I learned. That's a very nice way of saying you broke Eminem's heart, Barry. That's another word. That's another word. <laughs> he seemed, you know, he definitely seemed pissed. You know, <laughs> Eminem definitely seemed pissed, man. Um, you know, and, oh, and yeah. so, um, but yeah, that definitely came through. Um, but no, I'm grateful that he, that he, he, you know, Eminem and guys like Jeff Daniels, yep. um, you know, and, and others, you know, Detroit personalities, <laughs> you know, really spoke and, and, you know, gave their input and uh, gave their opinions about being Lions fans and just that era. It's a great documentary. Bye Bye Barry, again, available right now on Prime Video, only on Prime Video, which is available right here on Roku. What a, a pleasure as well. Have a great Thanksgiving, Barry. Let's chat soon again. Appreciate it, Rich. Great talking to you. Talk right. to you soon. All right. Got to be elusive. Because uh, we got a, a, a break, we got to get in. Yeah. Mike Tomlin on firing his offensive coordinator. That's next as we beat it on down the road on a Tuesday. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital.
If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right. Game time tickets. Get the app on your phone, folks. It's so easy to do to just download it, and it's so fun to use the app. Actually, it's just it looks it looks it's play it's pleasing to the eye, and, it, and what's really pleasing to the eye is you get to see the view from your seat. I love that part of it. Certainly, when you got kids, you don't want to you know you don't want an obstructed view. You don't want anything close. To it. You want you want to get close. You get to see it when you go on the game time app, and then the all in prices. That's what I love the most. It shows you your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. It's not like, well, I'll get these tickets, and then you check out. You're like, what the what? No. Buys tickets in seconds with two taps. Gig to guesswork straight out of buying tickets with game time. Download the app. Create an account. My code RICH gets you $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account. Redeem code RICH, $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. This just in, Steelers fans have wanted Matt Canada out for a while. <laughs> the offensive coordinator of the Steelers has been the subject of much scorn in western Pennsylvania from all the Steelers fans that thought he was the yinzer that was uh, the problem. Maybe he wasn't a, a real true yinzer to them anyway. So bottom line is he's out. Mike Tomlin has been hanging on for dear life, it seems, to keep him there. And uh, Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, who's been covering this team forever and a day, said it was Art Rooney II who Rooney. decided to get out. Uh, Mike Tomlin said, no, that's not the case. Leadership is lonely. Um, I don't run from it. I run to it. Um, it was mine and mine alone. There you go. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I, I don't love run it. from it. I run to run it. Run to it. My man. Yeah. Well, if you think that that was a great Tomlinism, I'm told the response to the question of his expectation of the uh, of the move, being asked how he feels the development of Kenny Pickett, how crucial this move is for the final seven games of the season, for the development of Kenny Pickett. Like, are these final seven games important, critical in the long term development of Kenny? Man, I'm 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 focused on this week in terms of the development of Kenny. Um, you know, we're not urinating on the fire, man. Um, we're, we're we're getting ready to play a football game and win this week. Um, that is the only agenda here. What does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, urinating on the fire, which means they are they are they're they're all in on. Uh, they're not just taking half measures. They're putting out the fire with something that's going to actually put the fire out. Okay, that's my interpretation right. of it. I agree with you on all that. All right, good to know. Because I'm just you know, you're speaking Tom. Well, I mean, as as somebody who's 54 years of experience of urination, um, <laughs> doesn't put out a fire. <laughs> You know, speaking for experience. Like a big fire. A big fire, yeah. yeah like yeah. a big fire. I mean, a campfire. I mean, any maybe. fire. Well, campfire, maybe. I don't know. 
<laughs> I have many questions on uh, on how you how, how number one goes for you. Uh, well, I'm just saying. How long will you hold that in? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Drinking a lot. You're hanging out with Ric Flair. Drinking See, a lot. Of beer. Tr- Ooh. Ooh. Sixteen times. Hey now. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's a new bike. That's a new drop right there. We're not urinating on the fire. Yeah. Don't you? Wow. That's, wow. That's, again, that's my interpretation is that there that. is a fire and he has put it out by making a maneuver that is not only out of his, you know, sense of normal. Mm-hmm. It's that for the franchise. First in-season firing of a head coach or coordinator since 1941. That's 82 years, Rich. That is basically yeah. taking an airplane and dropping a whole bunch of water on the fire. Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I said earlier, it saved their season. We'll see, won't we? Against Cincinnati. Starting Jake Browning, who's throwing coach, joins us tomorrow. We will have Jordan Palmer on this program tomorrow. And also Bruce Feldman will join me to tell me things I don't want to hear about Michigan. <laughs> 